Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. Church, we're so glad that you're here with us today. My name is Connor Mason, and I'm a pastor on staff here at Summit Church, and it's a privilege and an honor to be speaking to you today as a part of our series, Motives Matter. This series is all about the book of Proverbs, and if you haven't got a chance to listen to the previous messages, I would encourage you to go back to our podcast or our YouTube channel and watch those messages Each one of these has been building upon one another as we are seeking together the scriptures for more wisdom and for God to lead us uh, continually and more and more as we grow in relationship with Him. We have something we just started called the Summit Summer Challenge, and we want you to be a part of it. And if you want to be a part of that, you can let us know in the comments. Uh, You can click that link to get connected that we have there as well, and we'll get that resource to you whether you come and get it from the church or or however we need we want you to be a part of what we're doing here this summer to grow in discipleship as we're following christ today we're going to be in proverbs chapter 4 and the title of our message this morning is called light it up light it up there's a path that god has called us to walk on and i don't know what your path looks like today Uh, we all come from different uh, walks of life but I believe that God has a specific thing that He wants you to do and wants in a path He wants you to walk on. And today, I believe He can illuminate that in wisdom. Is that light that lights the path in front of us? His Word is that thing that lights the path in front of us. And today, I think He wants to speak to us some things uh, out of this chapter as we get into the Scriptures this morning. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 will be our main text this morning. You'll see it come up on the screen this is what it says but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter until the perfect day the way of the wicked is like darkness they do not know what makes them stumble let's pray God we come to you today I pray that today you would speak to us father wherever we're at in life God I know that your word comes in due season And I pray today that you would speak directly to the needs of our life, whatever it is you want us to show us today. God, we surrender our minds. We surrender our hearts. God, let us hear your voice today. We give you this time to hear your word and to let it go down on the deep uh, inside of us, Father God. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we're talking about wisdom. We're talking about it being a light unto our path. That's what God says about His Word, that His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's the very thing that illuminates this path that we walk on while we're here on earth. Now, I don't know about you, but I have wandered around in the dark before, and sometimes in in the late hours of night, whether I want to get a snack or whatever it is, I'm checking on my daughter. It can be hard for my eyes to adjust to the dark. I really don't ever see I'm wandering around, I'm feeling around, I'm bumping into things, I'm walking on toys, I'm hurting my feet, whatever it may be, the dark can be something that's hard to navigate within. And God doesn't want us to live lives like that. Some of us today feel like we're in the dark. Some of us 
uh, feel like we don't know where we're going. We're wandering around. We want God to speak to us, but it feels like it's hard to hear His voice. We, we don't understand why this is happening. There are circumstances that have arisen that feel like it's put us in the dark. And I believe that God, by His Word, wants to illuminate that and light it up. He wants us to walk on the path of the just that is like the shining sun. And I pray that He does that through His Word today. That this wisdom that He wants to give us is meant to turn the light on. There's nothing like that in that moment where you're wandering around in the dark. You just go to the switch and turn it on. Today, as we're hearing God's word, that's what he wants to do. And Solomon is calling out in this chapter, get wisdom. Get the thing that will illuminate your path. God wants to give it to you, but it's hard for us to receive sometimes. It reminds me of a text out of James Chapter 1, verse, verse 8. And this is what he says. We're actually going to read a few verses here. Chapter, or verses 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. God wants us to be stable in our thinking. He wants us to be those that are so founded upon his word and the wisdom that he's given us that we can walk a life, walk a life that's upright and just for him. He wants to turn the light on today. I remember a moment in my life where I needed God to turn the light on. And there had been many moments where God had shown me where the light switch was, but I had just denied His voice. How many of you have ever denied God's voice? I know I have, and His Holy Spirit continues to prod. It continues to speak. It continues to convict and lead and counsel. And I had come to a point in my life where that voice was fixing to be as numb as it had ever been. I was just fixing to graduate high school. I had a fairly successful band. I play, I play an instrument and I sing. <clears throat> and we were fixing to walk down a road that was going to lead us into a place of demise. Now this road was paved with things that I wanted. It was paved with things that I perceived as love. It was things that I that was paved with things that I perceived were success. All of these things were awaiting me. And it wasn't something I was really going to have to work that hard for. There were people that had told me that they would fund it, that they wanted to see me go far, that they were excited for what was happening in my life. And all the while, my heart and my soul were deteriorating. I was dying on the inside. I would go home at night, and I would know, I knew the Word of God because I studied it. And I had many leaders in my life tell me, Connor, God has called you to be a pastor. He's, he's given you a heart like David to write songs and, and lead worship and do this and do that, all of these things. And I had pushed all of that to the side because I was hurt. My heart was broken. And I was doing everything I could to run away from God. 
And like I said, this, this road to destruction, I mean, it was paved with easiness. Everything seemed to come easy to me that was of the devil. It was like the devil was luring me in and saying, you're not going to follow the path God has for you. This is, this is the way you need to come. And so I was following this path, and I had come to a crossroads where God wanted to illuminate my path, and He had given me an opportunity. I was coming to a place where I was going to move away from my hometown, which was Matador, Texas. I was going to move away. And uh, I had a moment and a decision to make, and God told me, you can choose to either follow this path of destruction or you can, I, I had some friends that had lived up here in Canyon, and I knew they came to this church, Summit Church, where I'm speaking at today, because I'd been here before. I'd met people there. I'd met the pastors. I'd met the worship team I'd visited. And I loved the church, but my heart was not surrendered to God. And God said, look at what I have for you in this place. Look at what I've shown you, and look what you're about to choose. Follow me. Follow me. Make the right decision. Let wisdom be your guide. And in this moment, I was, I, was, I was really perplexed. I didn't know what to do. I was torn on the inside because I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I was going to have to look in the face of my friends. I was going to have to look in the face of older people that told me they were going to fund what we were doing. And I was, I was at this crossroads, and it wasn't going to be easy. So I had to pick up the phone. I called my friends, I called these other people that were going to fund it, and I had to tell them, I know this is not going to make sense to you. These are people that I would drink with. These are people that I'd party it up with, do crazy things with. And I had to call them and tell them that God spoke to me. They probably thought I was crazy. And I may have sounded crazy in the moment, but God had given me a word and He said, I want to illuminate your path. Are you going to follow me? And I told them I would. And so I called them and told them it was, it was one of the hardest things I'd ever done. And once we got off the phone, I knew what I was going to do. So I moved up here to Canyon. And now, almost 10 years later, I can't even describe to you the blessings that have come out of it. I met my wife. I now have a child. I'm walking in the purpose that God has for me. All because the Holy Spirit convicted my heart and gave me the grace to make the right decision. I'm so thankful that God, when we're in moments of temptation, we're in moments where wisdom doesn't seem like the easy choice, God will provide a way of escape. God will provide a way for you to make the right decision. Now, you may be listening today and you're like, Connor, I'm not at that crossroads. I've, I've made a decision to follow Christ. I'm seeking more wisdom. Well, I want to give you three ways today to make room for wisdom to be working and operating in your life. Three ways to make room for wisdom. The first one is this. Properly fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord. What does that mean to fear the Lord? It's not to be afraid of God. It's not to be far off from God. The Word says that He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He doesn't want you to be far away from Him, but He does want us to realize how amazing He is and how awesome He is in the true sense of the word, that we are in awe of His presence. That just like in moments of worship where everybody in the room is, is seemingly in a moment where we are lifted out of this, this, this world that we are within, we are lifted out of 
even this sanctuary in our spirits because we are in the presence of divine royalty. We are in the presence of God Himself. We are in awe of who He is. God wants us to live a life where we properly honor Him, where we are in a low place of meekness and humbleness and saying, God, it's you that provides the strength that I have. It's you that provides the influence that I have. God, whatever difference I'm making in this world, whatever I'm doing, God, it's only by your spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by God's spirit alone. It's our heart being fully surrendered to him. When I think about somebody that feared the Lord, I think about King David. He was a man after God's own heart. You can find David in his most triumphant moments and even of moments where he made bad decisions, running back to God and saying, God, I honor you. I revere you. That when he slayed Goliath, who did he give honor to? God. When he was on the throne, who did he give honor to? God. When he even made a mistake, slipped up with Bathsheba, he went back to God and honored God and said, God, I need you. Properly honoring and fearing the Lord is me saying, God, me walking forward in this spiritual life is not about me moving further away from you. It's about me growing closer to you. Spiritual maturity is not us getting to a place where we tell God, all right, I don't need you anymore. I'm moving forward. It's us saying, I'm going after you more than I did the first day. More than in the moment where it seemed like I needed you the most. God, I still need you today. I need you to be my provider. I need you to be my counselor. I need you to be my helper. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that it leads us and guides us into all ways of truth, as His Word says. It corrects us. It admonishes us. It helps us if we allow it. The first way to make room for wisdom is to properly honor God. Honor Him. The second is to turn our ear towards God. To turn our ear towards Him. To make room for wisdom to work. So making room, it's an interesting thing. How many of y'all have a room in your house that is just piled up with junk? I can think of a room in my house right now that is so packed with junk that you couldn't fit a, a, a little, a minute hair in there. You couldn't fit the smallest thing in there. You couldn't fit a crumb off a of cheese it in that room. It is so tight in there that stuff is just stacked up and it's crazy. And many times that's what our minds look like. It's, it would be funny to, to crack open our minds to see what all is floating around in there. Even in our hearts. I mean, what in the world is going on? That, that's how we live our lives. We live our lives on full in the wrong way. We think a filled up calendar and schedule is living. And not only filled up, uh, flowing over, bursting at the seams. Our life is so filled with things that many times we don't even have room for God to fit within the framework of our lives. And I think many times God wants to impart wisdom to us, but we don't have room for it to fit. How can we hear His voice when we have so many other voices drowning Him out? 
We have the voice of Facebook, Instagram, CNN, Fox News, all the different things that we listen to. And God is saying, where am I in the middle of all of this? You want to get wisdom? You want to know me more? You want to be able to see the path in front of you? Make room for God. Make room to hear His voice. God is always speaking, but are we listening? I love what one preacher said. He said, heaven is always broadcasting, but are we watching? Are we listening? Are we hearing? I, I really do sincerely pray that as we are getting into the Summit Summer Challenge, as we're hearing these messages, that God would begin to move on your heart. Make room for me. I know this, if there's somebody that I want to spend time with or there's something I want to do that I really, really want to do, like I like to golf. My wife will tell you I like to golf. My friends will tell you that I like to golf. And if there's any way possible for me to slide golf into my schedule, I'll probably do it because it's something I enjoy to do. I enjoy going to golf. If if uh, if something you know, comes up or is is in my schedule, I'll do whatever I can to work around that to fit golf in the middle of it. But here's the thing. That's just an earthly thing. That's something that's fun to do. I like to golf. It's a good time. God is wondering, do we crave spending time with Him? Do we long to be in His presence? Past a Sunday, more than a Sunday, more than what we normally do. When we have our ear turned towards God, wisdom is going to be flowing out of our lives. Wisdom is going to be moving ahead of us. Wisdom is going to be the thing illuminating our path. His Word wants to be that thing for our lives. We must turn our ear towards God. I love what our lead pastor has said for, for many years here, that the devil's key tool in our life isn't some gross sin. It isn't a sin you would think of off the top of your head. But it's simply distraction. It's simply my eyes being taken off of what God wants me to be doing for something else. I, I can't tell you. I, my mind is always running a lot. It's moving at a pace in which that is crazy all the time. It's always working up there. There's always something happening in my mind. And, and I can be a person that gets distracted very easily. And music is something that distracts me. I could be, I could be, many times we'll meet at Palace to have staff meeting or we'll be just sitting in the office. And if I hear a song come on that has a good hook or a good rhythm or a good beat, my attention is immediately drawn off whatever is being talked about because I need to Shazam this song and get it in my playlist. That's just how I work. I, when I hear something, I move towards it. I, I get distracted easy when I hear something that I like. And I really do believe that the, the enemy of our souls is always looking for that thing that would draw our, our focus off of God. What's the rhythm that Connor likes to listen to? I really do believe that the enemy pulls us that way. It's very subtle. It's as subtle as that song that I'm listening to in the middle of a conversation that, that is just loud enough for me to hear. That's just loud enough to steal my attention. 
And I pray today that, that God would silence those things, that God would give you divine affection, that he would give you affection turned towards him, that your eyes wouldn't wander, that your eyes would be fixed on what God wants you to do. God has a path designed for us to walk. Although that path isn't always easy, it's the way we are told to go. He gives us divine empowerment by his grace and strength to run the race that he has set before us. I want to be like Paul. I want to be like Paul in his last days where he's telling his spiritual son Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have, I have ran the race. I have finished the race. And now I'm moving on to glory. See, I want to be that person. I want to be able to look at generations that come after me and say it. I, I turn my ear towards God. I listen to his wisdom while I lived on this earth, and I want to impart that wisdom to you. Hang on to his word. That's why I'm so thankful for those that have gone before me in my family. Just like any family, my family is riddled with so many things. I could tell you story after story. It would keep us here all day. But when you look at the core of our family, there are people that, that you know, plowed the spiritual path for us to walk through, that blazed the trail for us to walk through. And I think of my great-grandmother. I think of my grandmother. I think of my dad and my mom. I think of these people that prayed, that read God's Word, that imparted that church was important, that following God was important, having a family was important, raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord was important. I'm so thankful that they didn't think just within their generation. They thought for those that would come after them. I can remember hearing my great-grandmother praying, speaking, you know, you know, speaking and praying in the Spirit, hearing my grandmother praying in the Spirit, hearing my father and my mother pray for us growing up. These things changed my life. And I see the wisdom of God moving forward in our family because of what they decided to do. They turned their ear towards God and showed us the way. Who are you showing the way today? Who are you leading by living a life following the Lord? When you turn your ear towards wisdom, you're not the only one hearing it. Those coming after you are hearing it. Those within your house are hearing it. It is changing those around you. Because the... the the generation I've grown up in, those that are coming after me, we are filled with knowledge. If there's something I want to know, I can learn how to, I love to cook. I could learn how to cook just about anything. If I look it up, I watch a video on it, and then apply it. I have knowledge right at my fingertips. Anything that I want to know, I can look up in seconds. But something that we're starving for in the world today is wisdom. Wisdom. We look back at the Hebrew word for wisdom, which is hokmah, which means skills for living. It is a skill for living. How do I live right? What do I do when it gets hard? How do I handle conflict? How do I handle what's before me? When the enemy is attacking me, how do I combat him? All of these things come from godly wisdom. It comes from being in His Word. And His Word illuminating that path in front of us. 
I'm telling you today, we have to do these things to make room for wisdom to work. So the first two things were fearing the Lord, honoring Him. The second was turning our ear to God. And lastly, is guarding our hearts. Third is guard your heart. I have three M's. The three M's to guarding your heart. The first one is memorizing God's word. What does David say? I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. We've said it many times in this in this sermon and in this talk today, His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His Word is the very thing that is our foundation. It is the thing that we place our lives upon. It is the thing that illuminates the path before us. I love what it says here in Proverbs chapter 4. It says this in verses 25 through 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right, look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Don't turn to the right or the left. Remove your heart. Remove your foot from evil. Do not turn from the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. Our heart steers the boat. Our heart steers where we go. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. And the Bible even talks about it in a, in a more intense sense in certain translations. Guard your heart above all else. Guard it. How is your heart today? Is it filled with God's Word? Is it filled with that thing that breathes life and joy and hope into your life? Do you look at the world today and you just say, Man, I'm going to do what's good for me and mine because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so filled with uncertainty. I have no clarity. What is going to happen? I'm telling you today, let God's Word be that clarity. Let His Holy Spirit come in and change your life today. We have everything we could ever want at our fingertips today. We have everything to live with, but nothing to live for. I'm telling you today, you need something to live for. Reach out to God. He is waiting for you today. Don't settle for the cheap version of, that this world has, that running after money or running after success is the answer. It will never satisfy you. We have everything to live with, but nothing to live for. I'm telling you today, there is something to live for. And His name is Jesus Christ. Follow after Him. The first way to guard your heart, the first M is memorizing God's Word. The second is to meditate and think on it. Ponder the words God is speaking to you. God, how, what does this mean for my life? Talk with others about it. Meditate with others about God, God's Word. What does God's Word say? There is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. I have so many friends that I talk about God's Word with. I have, I have people in my life that I specifically ponder the scriptures with so that I can so that I can know more so that God can have a bigger impact in my life in all you're getting get wisdom that's what he is saying in this chapter chapter 4 that we're going over today in all you're getting get wisdom 
So memorize God's Word. Then meditate and think on what you are learning. And then lastly, move on it. Move on it. What you have learned, move on it. You know, I can't tell you how many videos I've watched of people working out or, or, uh, or, or seeing them get in shape or them showing me what they did to get in shape and me being like, man, that's awesome. I want to do that. Wow, that eating plan is great. Wow, doing this and that, reading that many books in this amount of time, that sounds like a great idea. That's a great goal to do. I can't wait to do that. Wow, that's awesome. All of these things. And then I never put it to work. I'm telling you today, we can come in here. Most of us have heard enough sermons in our life to turn the world upside down for Jesus. The problem is we haven't put those sermons to work in our lives. It's so easy to hear a good talk, feel encouraged. Man, bless God, that was good today. Wow, felt the presence of God. And then we get into our week and we never put it to action. I've been guilty of it just like you have. And I'm saying today, man, don't let that be said of your life. Move forward. The best way to memorize something is to put it to action. If you're memorizing God's Word, talk about it with somebody. Man, I, I was reading in Proverbs today that the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines brighter, ever brighter into the perfect day. Recite it. Talk about it. Meditate on it. Memorize it. Put it to action. This will help guard your heart. They'll, that's where the issues of life are flowing out of. The problems you're seeing in your life, many of them flowing out of your heart. Let me tell you, my heart has gotten me into a lot of trouble in my life. Speaking out of turn, saying things I shouldn't have said that I can't take back. Doing things that I shouldn't have done. And I needed God to come in and heal my soul, which is my mind, will, and emotions, and heal my heart. I pray that God would heal your heart today. And that by His Word and memorizing His Word, you would guard your heart. How do we make room for wisdom? We've talked about it today. First, we fear the Lord. We honor Him and revere Him. Second, we turn our ear towards God. And lastly, we guard our hearts. Wisdom is crying out in the streets for us to hear her. It's crying out. I'm here. God wants to speak to you. But are we listening? Let's turn our ear towards God. Let's hear His voice today. And let His wisdom and His Word be the thing that illuminates the path before us. Let's light it up with His Word. Let's light it up with the wisdom He's given us to make a difference not only in our life, but in the generations to come that will come after us. Let Him work through you. Let Him move in your life to make a difference in the world today. Let's pray. God, we come to You this morning. We are thankful for Your Word. God, it, it speaks clarity to us. It illuminates the path before us. It helps to, to divide between soul and spirit and speak life to us. And I pray today, God, that whatever you're putting on the hearts of the people that have heard this message today, God, let their lives be changed. God, let them move on the words that you're speaking to them. God, we don't want to sit in our seat while you're telling us to get up and move forward. God, we want to follow you with our whole heart today. Father, and I pray that anybody today that's listening that doesn't know you, God, that they would make a decision to follow you. 
God, that they, they would believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that you are Lord today. Jesus, we thank you. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. If you don't know Jesus today and you want to get connected, click that link that we've put in the comments below and in the description. We want to get connected with you. And if you've made that decision to follow Jesus, we want to help you in every way that we can to help you follow him in a closer way. We love you, church. Thank you so much for being a part today. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of the Summit Church podcast today. We pray that God used today's podcast to draw you closer to Him. You can stay in the know at Summit by following us on social media. Thank you again for being a part. This is the Summit Church podcast.